Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Are you really chilling? I thought you have like a million things going on. I did, but knocking them out, knocking them out. So I'm chilling now. <laughs> Putting out fires, huh? Yes, sir. Oh man, this is this is our sanctuary. So it's good to be back in the in the podcast dome in the room. So here we go, episode 143 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, short term rental, and even a little bit of turtle talk every now and then. Uh, Share economy podcast, and we have a special guest with us today. His name is Jeff E. <laughs> Lulian, I think I'm, I, I said that correctly. He even in his bio he said how to say pronounce Ilulian. Ilulian. Okay, Jeff Ilulian is the co-founder and CEO of Host GPO, a community buying group for the short-term rental industry. He has been in the real estate and short-term rental industry for six years and has operated over 150 vacation rentals. Before all this, he was in the ST, before all his int- ah, before he was in the STR world, he was a lawyer. Welcome aboard, Jeff. How you doing? Doing good. Thank you for having me, guys. We got a million questions. Oh yeah, I- especially after that lawyer part. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still a lawyer, by the way? I'm still a lawyer. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't practice anymore uh, so much, but I still have my license. So. Oh wow. But nothing said on this podcast is legal advice at, uh, or construed <laughs> as legal advice, nor should it be taken uh, as legal advice. That's good to know, man. Um, so what, what pulled you out of being a practicing lawyer and jumping into the STR world? You know, I think uh, the same thing that pulls most people, just the ability to do something entrepreneurial uh, and kind of make your own path. Uh, and I think that I kind of saw how, how lucrative it could be um, if done properly and just like the idea of kind of running my own business and love the hospitality industry. I loved the idea of setting up units and meeting guests and, you know, started with a couple units and, and just kind of as a side project and just kind of kept growing. Cool. Cool. So that's cool, man. And um, so you started with your own units or you started managing other people's or how did that work? Started with my own units, started out doing uh, lease arb and uh, arbitrage and started with one then got a second, you know, from the ground up, you know, with a paintbrush and building Ikea furniture and, you know, whatever I could to try to figure it out, making all the mistakes and uh, just kind of kept growing and, and rolling all the profits into, into the next one. How, how many units, are you, uh, how, many, how many do you operate now, arbitrages? So my company's still going. Um, I'm not as actively involved. We have like an operations person that kind of handles it. But right now we're at around 70, um, just kind of coronavirus pullback. Uh, from a lot of a lot of our places, but uh, but yeah, at our kind of height, maybe a couple of years ago, we were at around 150. And, and what made you jump into lease arbitrage first instead of like you know buying buying a house and doing it or buying a par- uh, condo and doing it? You know, I thought it was a good way to kind of get my feet wet and limit you know limit the risk. Um, I wasn't really ready to roll out the cash and and buy. I know you guys are are pretty big in, in the buy and uh, and and renovate and flip world. Um, it was a combination of, of just wanting to try it out and see how it worked. And then um, kind of had this little niche of how I wanted to, uh, how I was finding units 
that for me were coming in at under market rent. So that was kind of, I'll build a little strategy around that. Where are your units located at? Most of them are in Southern California, um, but we also have some on the East Coast. We do some, you know, outside like messaging and other types of, of management work just, just for uh, people all over, um, just kind of built into our, our infrastructure. But most of them are in Southern California. Awesome. You, you know, it's funny because when you said that, you know, how you wanted to limit your risk and you started arbitrage and, and, then, and then you mentioned how we're big on the buying part. You know, I used to be, you know, big on the buying part, but I, you know, this, I've already done two arbitrages now and I'm already going to start my third, you know, pretty soon, this next couple of weeks. And so to me, I'm like, I'm liking how it's working because especially I get, I get about 5,000 in my bank account and I'm like, should I keep saving towards buying something or should I just go ahead and start another arbitrage like today? You know, it's like, yeah. it's addicting. I'm like, man, why do, why do I have to save up like, you know, 20, 30, $40,000 down payment when I could just get, start me an arbitrage every month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how it started out. And then I started doing management only after probably like my 20 or 25th property. Um, just because I had most of the infrastructure in place and then it made sense for me to take on as like property management because it was built into, you know, already having the, the right people doing all the right things. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And so, and so um, how did that leap to property management go? Was it a little different? <laughs> yeah, it was a little different. Uh, you know, you deal with different, with different problems, uh, different, uh, different stresses, you know, different kinds of clients, different kinds of you know, issues, but, but, you know, overall it was good. Once you, once you have the, you know, messaging figured out and the automation figured out and the cleaning figured out, all that kind of stuff set a little bit more. Um, it's easy to take on more units, right? You're, you're, it's easier to scale. Cool. Cool. And now we're going to, we're going to get to host GPO because that's, <laughs> that's the big, the big story of the show. Sure, sure. But uh, I was just, and you mentioned real quick, uh, yeah, dealing with um, clients and dealing, you know, and I was wondering, I, I kind of would, would know the answer because I'm the client because I'm using property management for, for the first time. I've yeah. always managed my own Airbnbs in the past. I heard so, <laughs> Sarah, right? That's who you got running all your, all your stuff that, for you? Well, she's the one setting them up. She's setting it up. Okay, you yeah, have a separate yeah, property management yeah. company. The management company running. They kind of came with the, the apartment complex I was dealing with in Dallas. They kind of, you know, it was a package deal. So Sure. And so... Um, I've, I've told my, I, I've told my, our fans, I said, I'd advise about against going with the package deal, you know, apartment complex comes with this management team. Cause you really can't fire them if they, if they, you know, <laughs> not that I'll fire you guys, but you know, if you're all listening, but, <laughs> but anyways, I'm the one that, that that's, man, I've, I've done this for a few years now. I kind of know some things and y'all are kind of not doing a good job. You know, do you get those kind of clients that have done it themselves and then they're just, they're trying property management and then do they like get into your ear a lot? Um, I mean, I think that I think definitely, definitely I've had certain clients like that, but you know, the, the problem is that if you're dealing with like, is your situation, are they just doing short-term rental management or they're the building property management? No, they're, they're the, um, short-term rental management. They're the short-term rental management. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, the incentives are aligned, but they're just not as aligned as an owner and would be most of the time. Um, so I think that's why it's kind of hit and miss with property management companies. Some of them are really, really good, especially the ones who, in my experience, have run their own units or are running their own units because they're treating your stuff like it's their own. And it's the little things, you know, it's the getting the fan there or the hairdryer there or whatever it is on the same day to not have to give back, you know, 20 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever, like it costs five times as much, but it's making that little extra effort that are things that you definitely would do for yourself. Um, but 
you know, and you would do if it was a property management client that was, you know, treated it like their own as well. So I think it's just kind of, it's kind of hit or miss. It's all about finding a good, a good property manager. Um, I think that if you can, it's, uh, it's really the golden ticket. And I think that it's, it's like finding anybody that's, that's good. Um, you know, you have a really good maintenance guy or a really good handyman that, that can do a little bit more that's, you know, able to kind of solve problems uh, on their own. That's worth everything. I mean, you can build a whole business off of that. Hmm. So let's get to the, Oh, you go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was going to ask. So we're going to go ahead and hop into the big topic. What is host GPO? Yeah. So host GPO is a business uh, started about a year and a half ago. It's a group purchasing organization for the vacation rental industry. So essentially the the concept behind it was after setting up so many units uh, over time and kind of meeting so many people in this space, we realized that, what other industries have that this industry doesn't is a group purchasing organization. So if you're not familiar with how that works, the hotel industry has one, the pharmaceutical industry has a bunch, the, you know, uh, hospitals have, have a bunch. There are all types of uh, group purchasing organizations out there. And what they do is they pool together uh, buying power and they negotiate deals on behalf of their kind of group for purchasing items. So for example, um, if you are in the pharmaceutical industry and, or in the hospital industry and you're opening up a new hospital, right? Uh, you might be buying 50 beds for the hospital, but you're only getting those medical beds. But if you went to a vendor and said, Hey, I want 50 medical beds, you're only going to be able to get a certain deal. If you buy through a group purchasing organization, that's buying tens of thousands of medical beds a year, uh, that price that you're going to get and the terms that you're going to get have been negotiated for you and you're buying through a pre-negotiated, um, you know, group. So that's what we wanted to do for the vacation rental industry. It didn't exist here. You know, I was having that problem setting up units all the time, right? Uh, setting up 10 units at a time or 16 beds at a time or whatever it was, even a house with eight beds or two houses, right? Trying to go and negotiate mattress deals, trying to figure out where to get my stuff from, trying to figure out what, what was worth it on Amazon, if anything at all, or running to Costco back and forth or, you know, changing linens, changing all those things. We tried to solve that procurement problem for everybody at the same time. So the more people that join the group, the better the deals are getting. And, um, you know, the concept is to have a solution for supplies, furniture, all that kind of stuff that the GPO uh, can offer to its members to be able to purchase. So, okay. So I have 35 doors coming, right? So okay. 35 doors come. Sure. How would I, let's say I have 35 doors coming. Can you guys, and I come to your, the group host GPO, I'm a host GPO member. Sure. Do they guys have any like deals on the furniture? Meaning like, Hey, I have 0% APR for this first year on the furniture or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that because I heard recently that you were talking about furniture financing on your units. So what, what the GPO does I mean, we have some financing deals with certain, with certain vendors, for example, like Home Depot is a, is a company that we partner with um, that offers financing terms for members that are, that are doing stuff like that. But the real, the real draw of it is that instead of financing it necessarily, we're able to get you, you know, anywhere between 30 and 70, 75% off um, all of your furniture, mattresses, linens from brand name companies that you're probably buying it from anyway. So yeah, maybe, maybe some of the vendors you can finance it on, but some of them uh, you're just not going to want to, you're going to want to buy it out outright anyways at 30% or 50% off. Definitely. Uh, coming soon, the host GPO credit card. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one day, one day, maybe we'll do something like that. Um, That's where the real money's at. Yeah, seriously. So how many members do y'all have currently? So we're at just shy of 2,000 members right now. Ooh, make that 2001. I'm, I'm, I'm on there signing up today, man. I'm signing yeah, up today. Absolutely. And, and so membership is, uh, I looked at it, it was free for the first year, correct? Membership's free for the first year, and it might be free for longer than that, honestly. Um, we're eventually, we're going to get to the point where we charge some sort of membership fee, but um, we're trying to figure out other ways to kind of monetize it, whether it's advertisements through, you know, marketing or whether it's having uh, conferences, vacation rental conferences that we're hosting, right? Those are really the main drivers of what we want. And right now it's still, our offering is very good. It's, there's a lot of stuff on it, um, but it's not full. We're still negotiating with more vendors as we grow, as the bridge grows on one side uh, and we get more and more members with more and more units we are making more vendor deals um, for other partners and furniture partners and stuff like that. So we're trying to make the offering as, as robust as possible before we go to anybody and say, Hey, um, you know, we're going to charge a membership fee. And you so have furn- you- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Good. Oh, your furniture, like I was saying the 35 units or whatever. Yeah. You guys, do they have a setup crew or we set it up ourselves after we get it or how does that work? So our furniture partners, for example, um, are big companies like William, all the Williams Sonoma brands. So Williams Sonoma, West Elm, Pottery Barn, Rejuvenation, right? All of those brands. It's the same as though you were ordering from them anyways, or if you're working with an interior designer or somebody else who's setting up your unit, we work with a lot of Airbnb interior designers. And so they'll buy through the GPO because they're able to get better discounts than you know, even the design discounts or the trade discounts that interior designers get if they sign up directly. So like West Elm, for example, will give you like 15% if you're an interior designer and you have like a, you know, license or something like that. And, and as a discount of buying furniture, we get way better than that. And so the concept is um, that you would be buying it from those stores anyways. So this is just your way to buy it from there with a discount. Um, what's nice in terms of West Elm specifically, like you're saying setting up units. One of the reasons why I wanted to partner with West Elm is that I was ordering all my furniture from them at the end, right? After five years, six years of doing every possible furniture ordering and Ikea building, flea market buying, whatever. I realized that all of that, the time, the effort, all of that was going into that. West Elm at this discount makes sense. You pay a flat fee for all of your installation. It's like a couple hundred bucks. It doesn't matter. You could order 35 units worth of, or 35 bedrooms worth of uh, furniture. It's in one address it's a flat 250 bucks and they'll build it all and put it all in the unit for you everywhere. So we have members that do that. They order 20, 30, $40,000 worth of, you know, West Elm furniture to set up one unit. Um, and it all comes, it all gets white glove delivery, all gets installed. Um, it's a really easy operational solution too. There's your game changer right there, Micah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, definitely is. Um, Damn, that 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 is cool. Two hundred fifty bucks, and if even if you have twenty, thirty units, that's just a flat two hundred fifty bucks, and they'll put it all together for you. Yeah, I mean, at twenty, twenty, thirty beds, right? So if it's in one house, if it's in an apartment building, they might charge you per like door or something like that. But if uh-huh. it's to one address, if it's you know, people, we have people that do six, seven, eight bedroom houses, and they're paying okay. the flat fee for the you know, there's ten beds in the house. But even like, I mean, would they break you? Let's, let's just say you're getting 10, 10 units in the same spot. Yeah. Would they, would they break you? Would, would it be 250 each unit or would they break you with even better deal? I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, um, I feel like we haven't really crossed that, that bridge yet. Uh, I think that probably members are 
you know, dealing with it when it happens, like when the guys show up, I haven't really asked. I mean, I know people are doing it. We've furnished like full buildings like that. Um, so I don't know if people are paying the delivery fee for each door or just, you know, one fee cause it's in a building. Um, nice. Now West Elm, is that like a, I mean, is that comparable to Wayfair or what, or what? I mean, it depends. Like Wayfair is, uh, is kind of comparable to roulette, you know, you never, <laughs> you never really know what you're going to get. So, right. you know, price wise, I think the discount from West Elm, the furniture comes out to around the same price as what you're going to get on Wayfair for anything, you know, reasonable. Sure. The cheapest stuff on Wayfair will get in the unit and you can probably take a picture of it and it'll look good until it breaks. And then you have to deal with replacing it. Mm -hmm. um, but this is like quality, you know, furniture contract grade furniture that's meant for, you know, commercial use. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. And they're even been on that website, West Elm, westelm.com, I guess. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at their uh, stuff on your host GPO site and they got some really nice stuff. Really yeah. It's, stuff. it's, oh. it's very, very, uh, you know, it's quality stuff. So, you know, it's all the same brand as William Sonoma and, and Pottery Barn. Um, but West Elm is kind of the gold standard, in my opinion, for, for vacation rental units. Cool. And I guess the, since you're buying, you're buying through you guys in mm -hmm. a way, right? And so what's More like the return policy? Would you, are you just dealing directly with the companies with the discount or how's it work? Yeah. I mean, look, part of, part of how we're able to get these deals that we, that we get is that we partner with these companies and we say, Hey, look, we're working with vacation rental hosts. They're professional business companies and like professional business companies, they're not re they're not like your average consumer. They know what they're buying when they buy it. So we try to negotiate away from having return policies for most of our vendors. Obviously if something shows up and it's broken, like, you know, then they'll replace it. But you know, we make these deals with the intent in mind of, you know what you want. And so we're negotiating away, you know, the credit card fees when we can, the return policies when we can, you know, any of those types of, um, you know, uh, we have certain deals like with our mattress vendor, right? We're able to access a hospitality mattress that they don't even sell to the general public. And why is it as inexpensive as it is? Because it comes in a brown box instead of a fancy box with packaging and inserts and all that stuff. Because the end of the day, you know what it is, you're buying it and you're going to put it in your unit. You're really buying it as a business. So uh, most of the vendors we work with, we don't have uh, return policies with. Hmm. That's a good trust you build right there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so who are y'all? Are there other people doing this? Are you, who are y'all's um, competitors? You know, not really. There are a few other people kind of in this space, um, but there are companies that do like design services as well. Um, or, or do it in, in kind of a different way. And they're really charging you for, for designing your place for you. We're of the belief that most people kind of know what they want, or they're working with designers or the place is so specific, or you don't really want to spend five grand on just a designer to come out and, you know, do it or, or whatever it is. So, you know, you're bought, we're more focused on getting you the deal, um, than, you know, a lot of the competitors that are out there. So we're kind of the first people in the space. Okay. Cause when I first, when Michael was telling me about y'all, <clears throat> I was first thinking like a furniture collective and it's something that I, that I, I had thought of doing a while back is starting. Cause I mean, a lot of people get into like Airbnb, short-term rentals, arbitrages, buy all this furniture. And then they yeah. might, they might sign a lease of one year and they don't want to do it no more. And they have all this furniture and they, you know, sure. you do fire sales. And I was like, it'd be great to have a community that, you know, that could, um, Hey, you know, offload some furniture go on, you know, like a Facebook group or something like that. That's what I thought y'all were, were kind of doing, you know, someone's going to offload all this furniture for super cheap and then someone else could scoop it up. Y'all don't do exchanges like that or nothing. Right. 
We don't. And, you know, honestly, in, in my opinion, I feel like that might probably, I, I've thought about doing that too, right? I just think that it's not the most effective market solution for what's going on, right? You've got logistically, you have a unit that's going to come up at a random time. There's only a certain amount of vacation rental hosts. And to try to sell it to another vacation rental host is not the best, like, you're probably not going to get the most for it as if you put it on the actual marketplace, you know, like on, or on Craigslist or wherever else you wanted to sell it. And you're probably not going to be able to sell it as quickly. And so plus like moving costs and all that stuff, I think that liquidating the furniture is probably going to get you a better result than trying to find another person in the vacation rental marketplace to buy it. And which is why buying it at a discount in the first place really factors into your like overall margin. Right, right, right. And it is funny because I see like um, kind of like the garage sales going away because it's so cheap to just buy something and it gets shipped to your front door. Yeah. It's so easy to put together and then buying someone's old crap, you know, and it's, it's, and, and like even my designer, I've talked to her, she's like, well, you know, she used to do like, like you said, back in the day, you know, go, go Ikea shopping, garage, you know, hit up, hit up um, Facebook marketplace, hit up all these spots, but it took so sure. much time. And plus she had to move all this stuff and then take it over there to the place. It said, it's just simpler to buy it from Wayfair and have it shipped to the front door and put it together right then and there. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a hundred percent right. And I've spent so much time with, you know, my employees and my other, you know, company at the beginning, especially building furniture from scratch um, and spending two days putting together Ikea furniture. And that's two days of rental revenue. That's not even worth, you know, it's not even worth it. Um, so, you know, when you start to look at things that way and you realize, Hey, you know what, I can just go on host GPO and, you know, and purchase everything from West Elm and it's going to be around the same price as Ikea plus labor, (laughs) like Mm. it becomes a no brainer uh, and you're getting way better quality furniture that looks better. You're going to rent for more money nightly when you have a nicer unit, right? All of those things come into play, less maintenance, less replacement of, of stuff. It's, uh, it, it, it kind of starts to make sense when you look at it that way. Nice. Yeah. Now, um, Murphy beds, you found a way to get those cheap. (laughs) Um, you know, we have, uh, we have a lot of different partners that, that have different items like roll away beds or like coming out of the wall. Murphy out of the wall. I want, I want Murphy beds everywhere. You want Murphy beds everywhere. (laughs) You're trying to, you're trying to stack the unit with 40 Murphy beds. (laughs) Exactly. This is my 800 square foot nine bed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, funny you said that, um, you know, Jasper from Get Paid for Your Pad. Okay. No. Yeah. I don't. Okay. It's another, um, it's, it's like the, the biggest one, the STR show. And okay. It's been around for a while. But anyways, he um, he, he's kind of like over there in San Diego with a group of people that have like, they're, rent, they're renting this house on there from Airbnb that has like, has like 11 Murphy beds in it. It was set up for like uh, a bunch of sailors that rented a place together back or that had that built a place back together. So I was like, Murphy beds coming out of everywhere. I was like. <laughs> That's a, that's an Airbnb, Airbnb is wet dream right there. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen it. I've, I've seen, uh, I've seen people put beds in all kinds of places where there shouldn't be beds. So <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. You know, you could put a bed in there people are going to do it. Yeah. Um, so, that's so, cool. so, so this furniture place, they have the full shebang, like your kitchen supplies, everything. All well, the they, that, that's just one of the vendors that we partner with. Right. So, so mm-hmm. William Sonoma and all their brands is just one aspect. We also, and yes, they do have kitchen stuff. They have plates, right. they have all that ni- like nicer stuff. William Sonoma specifically has like super nice, stuff. um, you know, you can buy Nespresso machines and all that kind of stuff at, at a discount, but 
the other vet partners that we have fill in all the other places. So we have a mattress partner, um, which is Helix, Helix Sleep. They're like the highest rated mattress on the internet. We have a linen, we have two linen partners, Brook Linen, which is like a pretty popular, you know, direct to consumer internet brand or their exclusive vacation rental, um, you know, company that, that uh, handles their trade vaca- vacation rental program. Uh, Standard Textiles, which is the, one of the largest linen companies in the US. They're selling to Hyatt, Marriott, you know, all of these big companies. And we're going to them and saying, hey, look, collectively our members, we, we have just host GPO. We have around 60, 70,000 uh, units between all of our members. So, you know, we're bigger than most of the big hotels. So at that volume, we're buying it, you know, the same prices that Marriott's buying their sheets at from the same company. And there's all these benefits that come along with buying, you know, linens like that, especially if you're doing more value or, you know, value units or, or uh, mid-tier units, right? You get all of these benefits like pre-wash, uh, things that come in the package you can just put on the, on the beds, you know, uh, durability, you know, different lines that, that, you know, will last and will be around. You don't have to worry about finding the same thing to match what you have already. Like all of those types of um, you know, things are, are accounted for when you're buying from a hospitality company. But, you know, the, the, the deal, the vendors that we have are all over. I mean, uh, from amenities like little shampoos and travel size stuff to, um, you know, y- you name it. And we've tried to, or at least uh, have partnered with companies like that. And we're getting, you know, again, like 50% on average, less than what people are already paying. I will definitely tell everybody, our listeners, definitely go check out the pot, the, not the, uh, sorry, the podcast, but the uh, website, hostingpool.com. Yeah. I'm talking, they have 40% off mattresses. It's like $755 off, man. That's, yeah, you definitely want to go check this out. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, the deals are, are pretty crazy. Um, and it's just a function of the fact that we're buying in such volume. Uh, you know, rugs is another really good one. Right? Rugs you replace all the time in your unit. Um, so we have a really great partnership with Rugs USA. Um, 65% off, wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So in, um, the other, in, an international company? Yeah, well, right now we're in Canada, the U.S., and Mexico, okay. um, and we're hoping to, you know, get to Europe maybe by that. We'll, things kind of got slowed down this year, but <laughs> we're hoping to get over there soon. Speaking of that slowdown, so like you, you cut back units, right? I cut back units in my own business. Yeah. Okay, so did you just cut leases? You just cut leases, right? Yeah, uh, cut leases. I mean, I, you know, we were month to month on most places for my leases. So, um, and we had a lot of escape type clauses in our leases. Hold on, hold on. You, you do month to month leases? Yeah. Wow. How does that work for you? You liking it? They, they want me in there, right? That's the mentality. It's not, it's not, Hey, I need to lock myself in here. It's you want me in your building. I'm the best tenant you can have. Um, I like how those you are that. the, those are the deals that we make. Um, so, you know, we've been working with a lot of our, our owners for a long time. So when you roll up to a place and do month to month, you grabbing multiple doors. Uh, yeah, we're grabbing the whole building if we can. I love it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a mix. We do apartment buildings. We do houses. We do low end. We do really high end stuff, like super luxury stuff. Mm-hmm. So. So, so that's like a different approach from what we've heard from like big time arbitragers because most of them want to sign like a two or three year lease. Because it, it, really de- it really depends. Like most of my places are month to month. I had a handful that were especially the bigger, the bigger build, like the bigger houses where it was going to be such an investment to get in the door that, you know, setting up a, an eight bedroom mansion is just a big 
nut. Like it's, it's a lot to, to buy the furniture for it and yeah. set up. And so you want a lot, you want a long-term lease on something like that, or we wanted a long-term lease on something like that. Uh, oh, so sweet. yeah, those ones we would do, we would do, you know, multiple year with, you know, one year option, two year options, things like that, where we could extend if we wanted. I like how you did that. So you're, you're, you're basing it off cost. So if it's just one month, a month, a month, your cost is probably. Yeah. You, yeah. If you got to move one apartment to another apartment or a couple apartments to another place, like you just, you know, it's the cost of a move. So, so what's like the, the typical difference in price? Let's say you're going to rent a uh, one bedroom apartment for a thousand a month. If you sign a one year lease, how much would they charge you to, for that to rent do do month to month? Um, less because I'm doing the whole building. Oh, right. I see. Um, you know, there, there's all different kinds of, of ways to, to get under, under market rent for sure. You know, everything from offering a master lease on, a, on an entire building to finding units that are good fits for less than full market rent. So there's a lot, there's a lot of those out there. You got to deal hunt for them, but things like, you know, I started out part of my strategy starting out in this industry was, there are a lot of units in Southern California, especially we're getting uh, permits to do construction work and renovation work takes a very long time. So when I started out in this industry, I was finding people who had just acquired properties and were waiting to get their permits approved, which is a one to two year process and going in and leasing and doing lease arbit, you know, half market rent. Um, mm. And you know, that, that makes it a very sweet uh, pot of, of opportunity to kind of get in. That's awesome. Yeah. Now with Southern Cal, um, they, you know, and we know LA started cracking down on short-term rentals. Is that still a, a, an issue? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. LA is one of the harder markets for sure. Um, you know, it's also a, a regulatory minefield um, because the county of LA is so large that you have all these sub cities of Santa Monica and West Hollywood and, you know, that each have their own rules that are different from the city of LA. So you know, navigating and knowing what's what uh, over the last six, seven years, especially has just been really, really, really different. Yeah, um, San Diego is killing me, man. San Diego is another one. Pa- Palm Springs. It was like, they opened the, the greenlit everything and there were all these permits in place. And then now it's full flip because there's been a lot of partying right now. Um, you know, Malibu is killing me too. Similar. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, man, Cal, Southern Cal, man, you got to really know how to move maneuver down there. Yeah, you have to be like a lawyer to get through it. It's crazy. <laughs> Damn. And so, like, and so, like, you set up luxury mansions, even. Mm-hmm. Wow. How, how? Well, I guess you you do it through the you know the the discounts y'all get. How much? Like, were you talking five bedrooms, seven bedrooms? How how many bedrooms you talking? Yeah, like seven bedrooms, eight bed. Oh, wow. We've done and, a couple, a couple like that. Um, more than, more than, more than two. We've done a couple. And those are Southern Cal? Yeah. Wow. So what are they, who, well, what kind of clientele usually rents something that big? In a very, very wealthy people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking, you're talking like three, four grand a night revenue. Like, Holy shit. Those are, that's a totally different game though than the, than your regular airbnb game yeah that's definitely uh, location based these are definitely it's local yeah yeah okay yeah. i mean you can you can do it i mean they do it in, in other vacation rental places but those those are very different than your traditional units right and and everything changes from customer service to pricing to 
like you, you name it seasonality is like a, not even an existent it, it doesn't even matter everything is a season because you never know what's going to happen it's a it's a very different game to play the super super luxury um vacation rental uh, do, do they rent them for like movie sets and stuff movie sets commercials everything oh. I've, I've had a lot of you know i've rented a lot to netflix and you know hbo and all those companies wow. Um, especially out here in, L- in LA, a lot of that. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, you're in the so, perfect market for it. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's a different. Uh, it's a different animal. So you can't put no IKEA furniture in a spot like that, right? You can't. You can't. <laughs> um, but the the truth is that even in my units that we're renting for a hundred bucks a night or you know eighty bucks a night. Um, I I saw very quickly by doing you know A B testing by having. 10 units in a building or 16 units in a building and doing half of them with Ikea furniture and half of them with, you know, nicer. I saw over the years, just the difference in revenue was so stark. Um, because of course, I mean, look, they're, they're direct competitors. They're, they're more or less in the same, in the same spot, uh, same building. Um, people that are looking to book, you know, you can, you see what the price difference is between the two. So, I mean, I, I, I stopped putting lower tier, you know, furniture in my vacation rental units, uh, years ago. Nice. Now on your, on your website, have you, do you have this yet? Or it's talked about doing this, you know, having like uh package deals, like kind of rooms to go has like a, like a, you know, bedroom setup or a whole, whole, you know, unit setups. Yeah. So we, we've done that actually. We have a couple of kind of bigger companies. So our, our members, we, we generally uh, only accept people that have, I should say this, we generally only accept people that have three or more vacation rental units. Um, we've made some exceptions if like, for example, you have a very large vacation rental unit or there's some sort of, you're part of another organization or, you know, we've made some exceptions, but most of our members have like 20, 30, you know, units. And some of our members have, are like the big guys, you know, 300, 500, 700, like those, those types of players, right? They want to buy in this group too, the same way that the five unit, 10 unit guy does, because everybody's getting the same, the same best price by, by joining together. So, um, what, what some of the bigger guys have done to answer your question is, you know, we have a couple companies that'll do things like, okay, this is our one bedroom and this is our two bedroom and this is our three bedroom. And it's, it's packages of things that they've already ordered from, you know, West Elm or whatever, or, you know, mattresses, whatever it is. And they say, Hey, we're setting up a one bedroom and they just pretty much press order. And then all that stuff gets reordered and sent out to, you know, the next address. So that's how they're, that's how they're rolling out units. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. No. You know, you you have to do look, sometimes things happen like the chair that you had the dining chair is back ordered and so you got to swap it for another one, but th- you know that stuff is is minimal. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Now now when covid hit, uh, how long how long has this been this business been going first of all? So we started at the end of last year. I mean, we started started like f- getting these deals and negotiating these deals a couple years ago, but we piloted this this, you know, business probably like October, September, October of last year. And we piloted it by calling, you know, people that we met at vacation rental conferences or friends that we'd met through the industry um, and said, Hey, can you just try it out? You know, we want to do a dry run and see what happens. And then in February, we were like, started to really kind of go out and tell more people about it. And then in March, we just stopped because it was so, you know, people were so worried about what was going to happen. It just didn't make sense to like actively be going out and, you know, marketing to people. So we kind of just, 
you know, let those people that had already signed up, keep, keep ordering. And it grew organically on its own. A lot of referrals. We have a lot of referral business. Um, and we, we don't actually like, we don't really market at all. It's just stuff like this and, and referrals. And it's like, it's more, more than we can handle honestly in terms of signups and bringing people in, but it's, it's a great place to be. Um, and, and, you know, I think probably in July, August, September, when things started opening up and the industry started bouncing back, that's when we really started to get a lot of signups. So we've pretty much doubled since July. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Cause that must've, I, I always heard people that were doing arbitrages around that time that, that it took forever to get, get their products, you know, when COVID hit that, yeah. that affected your business a lot. You know, not really. Our members were super happy because a lot of our deal terms that we have are things like, you know, for example, our Home Depot institutional account. Um, it's not the normal Home Depot. It's with Home Depot's business to business. So it's a different source of product. So when the normal Home Depot has restrictions on how much toilet paper you can buy and, you know, sanitizer wipes and things like that and masks and gloves, the business to business stuff had plenty. Um, because that's, it's a different, it's a different supply chain. So, um, you know, the same thing goes for certain vendors that we have our members, because they're part of this larger group, we get priority on things like shipping on things like, you know, if something's, if there's only a certain amount and certain orders come in, we get bumped to the top of the line. So your stuff goes out first. Um, these are just part of, part of the perks of, you know, being a part of a, a bigger group. Collective bargaining collective bargaining. Those are the the things that are important to us, right? I mean, I I went into these negotiations with the the mentality of what are the things that we need for our businesses? We need, you know, really low order quantity minimums or or none if possible, because right, you're ordering to one unit at a time. You're replenishing stuff. It's not a hotel. You're not setting up 500 units in one day or 20 units in one day, five units in a day. You're just setting them up when they come. So no order minimums. You need to be able to ship wherever you want. You know, you need to have, you know, fast shipping on, on things where we can get it. You know, all of these types of things that I use in my own business, I'm just happy that we can have them all together. Now, have you thought about getting into the furniture rental business at all or no? You know, we talked to a couple furniture rental companies out there um, about maybe getting a discount on furniture rentals for our members. Um, we haven't found anybody that we're super excited about, um, or that we, that we've talked with, uh, we've had a couple people that are in that space, but they're not really national. And so we try to not, we try to only work with people that have national or international distribution because it, you know, even if there's a really good company doing furniture rental in Southern California, that's not going to do anything for our members in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, or s- s- same thing goes for anywhere else. And so, uh, we haven't talked to, we haven't made a deal with anybody yet, but we've thought about it. I still believe that buying furniture at this discount is, you know, if you're going to have it for six months. It's probably worth buying Purchasing. it. Purchasing. Yeah. Cause I mean, it might get destroyed anyways for the, from the guests, right? Yeah. I mean, it could happen. Um, yeah. What other, um, yeah. What other avenues are y'all branching into besides just the furniture? Yeah. So, I mean, look, we, we've started to kind of, you know, the next step is, is, finishing out like the, the offerings for the unit. So we're in talks with a couple art partners about getting art discounts. Um, you know, West Elm has art, but you know, there are a couple other companies that we're excited about maybe bringing on board because art is something that's, it's really expensive. It's like, mm-hmm. it, if you ever thought about the fact that buying a new TV and putting it on the wall per square inch is cheaper than most art you're going to buy. <laughs> that's oh, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's so like, 
you know, I was doing that on my units. I was just putting TVs all over the place. I was like, sure, his bedroom can have two TVs. Like, I don't know. I don't want to buy a painting. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was, it doesn't make any sense. So we're trying to find art partners that are more reasonably priced. Um, and uh, so that's one hand in hand with that talking about TVs, we're trying to get an elect- uh, electronics partners so we can get TVs, you know, uh, locks, uh, cameras, all those types of things. Man, so locks would be heavy. Would locks be would be big. Locks have, would be really big. Have you tried reaching out to like remote lock? We've, we've talked to a couple people. I don't really want to say who we've talked to oh, yet. Okay. But like, yeah. but you know, my, again, the issue is like, do I partner with just a lock company for us or do I partner with like, you know, a Best Buy or somebody like that, where it's like you get all your stuff in one place. So we're still figuring that kind of stuff out. And then, you know, like long-term goals here to be a traditional GPO where it's like, okay, cool. Now you get, you're a part of this GPO. You get a discount on your internet bill. You get a discount on your wireless bill. You get a discount on your, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is really this, this industry has not for how big it is and how much money's going in and Airbnb IPOing and all this stuff this industry does not get treated like a business at all. Mm. Everybody's like, Oh, like, that's so cute. You like have an Airbnb and like, you know, and it's like, look at you guys, you know, you're, you're, you guys are the real, you're the business. You're like the Robin Hood snacks of, <laughs> of the short term vacation rental industry. It's, it, you know, somebody's this industry doesn't get treated like a business at all. And that's what we're trying to do. Um, make it so that, you know, we have the same advantages that our competitor businesses have like hotels. See, that's a very interesting perspective because I think the whole, the, I think the whole shared economy doesn't get treated like a business. But just because of the model of it, I, I could see like some hosts, like host GPO going into like the Toro world. Hey, we'll get you a car or whatever, you know, detailing services, things like that. Yeah. There's so much opportunity in the, in the sharing economy. There, there is, and it's, it's a newer space and it has unique needs. And that's what I think host GPO tries to, tries to focus on is like, what is it that we really need? Um, and it's, 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 it's deals, it's, it's advice, collective advice on, hey, we send out emails once a month where we, we highlight, this is what other members are ordering. This is what we're seeing. These are the trends because collectively, you know, I have my opinions from my, you know, hundreds of units that I've run over the six years, but it's nothing compared to a lot of the other people and our collective kind of knowledge about this is the right linen company. This is the right, you know, price to get these things. So it's, it's knowledge, it's discounts and it's access. You know, we have deals with wholesale companies and you can't like, you can't, we we're buying plates from the company that Walmart and target are buying plates from, right? So we give you access to buying direct from wholesalers that, you know, you can't call that company and say, Hey, I want to order from you. They won't pick up the phone. Um, they'll pick up the phone cause we have, you know, 50,000, 60,000 units right now, but you know, and they'll answer even the person that has five units because they're part of this group. So we're, we're trying to really bridge these gaps, cut out a lot of the middlemen, you know, go to the directly to the, to the companies themselves, cut out their marketing costs, cut out their refund costs, cut out their credit card costs, like all that stuff that we can to, you know, make this make sense. Quite a few. I got quite a few ideas, but I got quite a few things that you guys could partner with. Have you guys looked at like security companies or like security companies for like security services? Yeah, like for well, like for cameras, things like that. You know, like actual security company. You know, partnering with them. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I really that I really want want to do. Um, you know, it, I think security cameras, locks, and and TVs are the biggest three electronics in right in vacation rental. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, we haven't really gotten that deep into talking to security companies yet. Okay. But we have people reach out, you know, a lot. Yeah. 
you know, asking now people are starting to hear about it and we have vendors reaching out to us, which is, which is really nice now saying, Hey, you know, we want, we want to be a, a, a vendor, um, you know, and we t- we'll talk to anybody, but we only try to bring people in that we'll use and we think are good. We think are good deals value that are good products. That's, you know, we're, we look at ourselves as like kind of a, a gatekeeper to keep out all like the noise and just kind of pass on. This is, this is our recommendation. This is what we think you should get. So now I guess I have a question about the, it being somewhat exclusive where you want people with three units or more. Yeah. And, and why, why not just let everybody in that wants to use this product? You know, I think that it's, I, I think that the, the truth is that most people who have one vacation rental end up getting another vacation rental. And I think that the average, I think all the reports and stuff say that the average host on Airbnb has three units and that's kind of, or on these vacation rental platforms, they have three units. And that's kind of who we're, we're looking at. I think that if you have one unit, sure, this is great. Especially if you're setting, if you're setting up a new unit, there is absolutely no reason why you should not be a host GPO member. It's, it's a, it's a, thousands of dollars of savings for zero cost, you know, five, six grand in savings. And we, we do that for people regularly. So that's one thing. Setting up a unit is one thing, but the guy who has one unit or is renting out a room in his place or whatever, like, that's great. I just don't think that this is necessarily worth like worth it for you. I mean, it's probably worth it for you, but you know, we're really gearing ourselves towards working with people who want are, are like professionals in the space. Yeah, the professionals usually you're going to get a repeat customer. They're going to be, hey, repeating that host. You know, and they get it, and they get it, and it's like, you know what? You have one unit, and you have a a friend or a roommate or a cousin or somebody who's got a who's got an extra painting in their garage, and you can throw that on the wall. But you have three units, and you know, all of a sudden you're buying stuff, and you have to buy stuff, and you have to buy sheets because you have to replace sheets a lot, and you have to buy you know uh, amenities because you realize that you really need to put shampoos in your units and stuff like that. So um, I think that this is just a better product for, for, you know, not even product. This is just a better offering for people who, who run three or more units. I, I, I guess. Yeah, I could see that. That's cool. And I like, uh, you know, exclusivity is cool because more people are like, Oh, I want to be a part of it. But I, I, at the same point, I see a lot of um, friends, my age, who's how, you know, the housewives or the wives, <laughs> They buy furniture. They just want to switch out the furniture every six months to the year. You know what I'm saying? They want to, they just get tired of looking at the same stuff. And yeah. so, and I've inherited a lot of that furniture back in the day. So I ain't mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> and I've furnished my Airbnbs with it back in the past. But I just see, uh, what I see what you I see. Exclusivity could be cool too. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I also, you know, we, we vet everybody that signs up. So the process is that you register online and then uh, in order to get your application approved, you have to have an onboarding call where one of somebody from our team talks to you on the phone and we look at your units and we say, you know, and it's both one to make sure that people are in the vacation rental industry. These deals are in like insanely good. So if they got out to the general public, it would be a big problem. And we make sure in our contracts to vendors that it's not available to the general public, right? Uh, so smart. part of it is it's a, you know, something that we've negotiated that will be this way. But the other thing is during that onboarding call, we look at your unit and, we'll, I, you know, if it's me or if it's whoever's on the team, like we know where you're buying your stuff from. We can see it, right? I've seen every single Wayfair, 
you know, of the thousands of products. I've seen the first 10 pages of Wayfair search results for couch. You know, I could tell you, you know, I could tell you what season of, of, you know, Ikea furniture you have, but like it's, um, you know, we, we look at it as a way to talk to people and get to know what their problems are with their business and, and their buying and say, well, well, what is the issue? Is it price? Is it this? Is it where it's come from? You don't like the product. It's not good enough. You want better quality. You want work. Like, so we look at it as a way for us to kind of, you know, bring people into the community and kind of help them with this collective knowledge. You, you know, it uh, jumps out at me and I, I'm sure you might've thought of something like this in, in building your site. You, it might already be there. Like I said, I'm not in yet, sure. but, um, like maybe a, a social networking aspect, not all full blown, but just to where people can see who the members are and what their units look like and get some inspiration and be like, wow, you know, and click yeah. on that. I, I want to do what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? We started, we started doing that. And one big thing that we started doing recently is our members that are buying um, from host GPO send us pictures of their units and then um, fill out like a, something we just started actually a couple weeks ago is this member spotlight where members can like fill out profile information about themselves. And then we, we put them on our social media. We blast them out to people. We, we let people know about, you know, them and their units and stuff. And we've connected a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of members uh, to each other in, in, in cities, you know, in cities where they might not have um, known people before. So it's, it's been a cool thing to be able to do. That's awesome. It really, it really does feel like a, like a community. If you send me one of those cool shirts, I'll wear it on the show next time. Oh, <laughs> I can send you one. I'll write that down. Sweet. Um, I get a discount on a lot of things, but not shirts, but I'll send you one. <laughs> Purple, baby. Um, Color it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's cool how this thing is growing. I mean, even, even recently, I was, I was telling Micah, actually, uh, one of the members who signed up recently was on your podcast not that long ago. Um, I think her name is Cammy. Oh yeah, Cammy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So that was cool. That we were just randomly chit chatting, and I was, you know, mentioning that I was going to come on. So she's like, "Oh, I was just on that podcast." So <laughs> you know, the community is pretty small, especially when you get to like the professional space, and this is really, you know, a way for people to kind of get together. Yeah, me and Micah have stayed at sp- random spots around the country and be like, "Oh, y'all are, you know, the host of it. Live Let Drive." <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, kind of cool, man. It's kind of cool. Yeah, great what, I think it's great what you guys are doing. Honestly, I think your podcast is great. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's thanks. pretty cool when you go somewhere and people know who you are. Like, oh, <laughs> I feel like, like a celebrity. Make, yeah, he like came. Oh, well, let me make sure everything's here for you. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it better be, damn it. Although <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk about you for an hour next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be on our bad side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on our Friday night episodes, when we have some drink in us, you know, we might get a little off the rails. But <laughs> it's a Monday up. We got work tomorrow. Yeah, we might have to do. An, we might have to do another one then. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Friday. A Friday night one. Oh, Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> it gets lit. It gets lit. Oh man. Yeah, yeah man. This I'm is... definitely loving what the, what you're doing here. I like that you. I actually like the exclusivity thing. Then you you keep a certain brand in there, a certain market in there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm loving it. I, I've already signed up. I'm already a member. So yeah, go ahead and sign up, become a member guys. And, and, and it's funny. It's funny. Um, I mentioned the t-shirt, but with the exclusivity, people want, might want to like, might actually buy that. Hey, I'm a host GPO member, you know, <laughs> it might, they might go for that stuff. <laughs> one, one day, hopefully, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a cool thing. I'm, I'm excited to be doing, I'm excited to be helping people out. Uh, you know, and, and people that are getting into the space. I feel like I've, I've had a lot of experience and done a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, I, I've been through the, the 
a couple iterations of Airbnb. You know, I was the one of the first Airbnb plus units. I was one of the first Airbnb Lux units. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of the evolution of, of the platforms, of the units themselves, of, you know, the way it all works. And, and I think this is a, what's happening now just as like an overall market trend is you have a lot of people who unfortunately kind of backed out after this COVID era. And there's just a huge wave of opportunity coming and, and the industry itself, the margins are, are getting smaller. They are. The margins aren't what they were seven years ago. It's just the truth. They, seven years ago, you couldn't miss. You could rent anything for any price <laughs> and you were going to make an absurd amount of money. It's just not like that anymore. And so now it's more about, well, how do we make money doing this? How do we lower our costs is the other way that you can you know, increase profit. So we're, we're, you know, I think there are all these business solutions coming out there, all these pricing platforms, all of these you know, property management service companies, software companies, but- uh, this is, I think, a, just a different, helpful thing. And kind of the more we grow and the bigger this gets, the better it will be for for everybody, um, the better the deals will get. So I'm happy you brought that up. I have one last quick question for you. Yeah. Do you think Airbnb will hit a point where it, it, where it's tapping out, meaning it's so many places out there that's available? Or what what do you think is the key to survive as a host? Oh, you mean, like, do I think supply will ever get so big that, that it'll just never be? Um, yeah. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I think that the market will just react. I mean, it, it'll, it'll happen naturally. Mm-hmm. If that happens, there'll be a market correction, right? If the supply gets way too big for the demand, y- units will drop off and it'll just be a matter of kind of holding on and differentiating yourself. I think a lot of the things you guys talk about in general are really good advice for people. Branding, you know, uh, diversifying, uh, taking direct bookings, like all of those things are really, really important factors that if you're already on that train, you don't know how it'll help you, but it, but it, but it really will in, in, in innumerable amount of ways, whether it was if COVID happened and you were taking all your bookings on, on Airbnb, and then all of a sudden you weren't set up to take direct bookings and you weren't on VRBO and you didn't, you know, you didn't know all these other things, right? That's a really hard pivot to make in a tight pinch. But, you know, I think that people that are taking this kind of seriously, that take pride in hosting, that enjoy it, um, that, you know, take, take the extra step, uh, and are smart about what they're doing. And, you know, those people will succeed no matter what, um, relative to everybody else that's out there. Oh yeah. That's true. There's there's still a bunch of crappy Airbnbers out there. I see, (laughs) I see the listings every day of just grandma's furniture and bad pictures and bad lighting. And it's just, yeah, there's still a bunch of crap out there. It's an inefficient market. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of bad apples out there and um, the branding part is really big right now. I'm definitely, I've been telling people left and right brand, 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 Airbnb. Yeah. Cause Airbnb is what's supposed to go up 15%. I know for Mexico and Europe, I don't know if it comes here. We're like, Oh shoot. You know what I mean? So you just never know. You never know. And um, you know, they, they've, they've Airbnbs tried to do that in a lot of different ways, uh, including like plus, which turned into a, very sneaky. Oh, by the way, we're going to tack on an extra like seven, eight percent or whatever it was now for Plus, which is a a big shift from how Plus started. Plus, wow. you know, Plus started. Plus started with, hey, your unit's really nice, but it's just not nice enough. Can we send you money to buy new furniture for your unit? That's how Plus started. Um, that was iteration like one, and then there's been like multiple, multiple iterations from there. Um, but now it's, Hey, can, can you pay a designer 
to work with you and buy furniture from, you know, house and, and have it installed in your unit. And by the way, it's going to cost you eight grand to paint your house. And we want you to do that. You know, it's, it's a different thing. Mm. I have a question on that. Now, if you do a lot of that, what's the return on investment? Is it worth it? I don't know. It depends. It depends on, on what you're doing already. So they'll tell you yes. And maybe it is. If you have a unit that really needs that kind of love and uh, they're coming in and, and really fixing it up and, and helping you to get it to the next place. Sure. Even with the um, 7% or whatever it is, extra fee, you'll probably come out ahead because there's all these other things too. I mean, they're giving you free, you know, essentially search engine optimization on their platform, right? You're going to be the first unit. You know, that's what Airbnb is just a marketing platform. It's just Google for listings. So exactly. they control their biggest asset is they control where you fall. So you forget about if they charge percentages or not, like they could charge you to, to they could start charging hosts who want to like be first on page one. Um, that's another monetization thing they could always do. But that, like you're saying, taking yourself out of that place, taking yourself out of, you know, out of being controlled by one company and setting yourself up to, to diversify is, is I think really important. Great advice, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. appreciate, we appreciate you hopping on, man. It sounds yeah, like a course. great deal uh, for a lot of our listeners. And so of course, where can people find you? Uh, hostgpo.com. Uh, register now, sign up. And the last step of the sign up is, is an onboarding call. And, you know, we'll happy to talk to you about kind of how everything works and show you around the website. And, you know, I, I think, uh, this would be a lot of a really big benefit to a lot of your members. So, uh, we're looking forward to kind of having this community keep growing and, and having more people join. Cool. I'm signing up right now, man. I'm looking forward. Who's going to call me. Uh, if I see, if I see you come in, I'll call you myself. Oh, cool. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Show you my units. Yeah, I'd love, I've, I've seen it. The Green Dream. Green Dream and the yeah. Bluebird right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one that Sarah did. You can tell it's, you know, got Wayfair everywhere, but it looks cool. Yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely. There's, you know, there, there, it's not like there's not good stuff on there. It's just like, you, you never know, you know? <laughs> right, so right. I've, I've, I've literally ordered things from Wayfair that showed up and they were like children's size. Like, uh, like I ordered nightstands <laughs> one time and they didn't even come up to the bed. They were so small. It's like, you know, that kind of stuff is just, it's just yeah. not worth it. It's just not worth the hassle. <laughs> but, but art does transform a room and I, I gotta, I gotta throw that out there. It does look yeah. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta, I think, Later in my unit setups, I started doing a lot more themed units, right? Or just like a hook, like every unit should have a little bit of a hook, um, in my opinion, uh, mm -hmm. to, to differentiate it, whether it's a color or a, you know, genre or a whatever. I mean, we have members in, uh, who are down in Orlando who are doing legitimate Star Wars, the whole thing, or, you know, Harry Potter, the whole thing. And their units are amazing. Um, but you know, you, you got to find a way to stick out in the crowd. Sweet. Right. So well, thanks for hopping on Jeff. Yeah. And it was great talking to you guys. We look, we look forward to a, a Friday night episode with you in the future. <laughs> yeah. Any, anytime. <laughs> Let me know. What's your drink of choice? Ooh, uh, for a Friday night whiskey. Oh, I love whiskey. I like the yeah. way you do business, man. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been loving this real, real strong crown Royal, the peach crown Royal kick, man, that stuff. All right, I could, I, I could do I could do a night. We could do we could do a a Friday night uh, follow up one day. We'll do horror <laughs> stories where I can tell you all the crazy stuff that's happened in 150 units. Oh, oh man, yeah. <laughs> people love that shit. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. Thanks for All coming right, guys. on. And yeah. We'll see you soon. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. All right. So that was episode 143 with Jeff. I'm not about to butcher the dude's last name. But Elulian. Good... Yeah, Elulian. it was good. <laughs> I, I can't tell you yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Elulian, I think. But yeah, I, I actually already joined the um, Ahosha DPO. I haven't used it yet, but I will plan on using it because, you know, I got a few units coming up, so I plan on using it. But um, yeah, that was a cool episode. Very cool episode. I like See, and I love that there's so much that hasn't been done with the short-term rental and share economy space. And that was a great thing to think of right there. Mm, yeah, there's a lot of inefficiencies in the market still. Yeah. And like you said, you mentioned earlier, I mean, we worried about, you know, this market getting saturated, a bunch of people jumping in. But a lot of the people that are jumping in, most of them are going to like, they ain't going to last very long. You know what I'm saying? Cause they're going to try it out. They're going to get the first bad guess and I say, screw this. And then I ain't never written again on Airbnb <laughs> and jump out. So, but the cream does rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And so if you're ordering the best furniture, really good furniture, uh, really good photos in a good area. I mean, I think you're going to, you'd be all right. You'd be all right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I, that, that's what I was wondering. Like, Hey, do you ever think it'll tap? And I don't think it is either, but it's interesting that, you know, I've been getting a lot of, uh, nervous lately about starting a one because because uh, of uh, you know of the impending lockdowns happening again you know because because uh, of COVID. But I was like, I'm happy you brought that up. Yeah. So they just shut down my hometown for two weeks. Where I'm originally from, Oregon. As a matter of fact, not the hometown, the state. They shut down mm-hmm. the whole state for two weeks. Um. And and it is very important to actually look at stuff like that. And I think we've said it before. <laughs> Be careful, like, if you have Airbnbs in blue states, I mean, they're the ones shutting shit down, you know. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I would be very, very, be very, very cognizant of the market that you're in when it comes to that, if you plan on expanding. Because I'm going to probably do an expansion too, but, yeah, I'm doing it in probably places where, I'm doing heavy economic places right now with, where everything's driven by the economy. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm already pulled the trigger. I'm gonna do the the Fort Worth unit, mm-hmm. and I guess like you say, like about the shutdowns and red and blue, and and Dallas is very blue. It's, yeah, it's the city, not the state, though. The cities, the cities, yeah, the city's very blue, and the the mayor goes back and forth with the with the governor a lot on what he wants. He wants to shut down everything, and the governor's like, "No, nah, you ain't shutting down shit." So it goes back and forth, and um, there's like a middle ground they reach. But I think Fort Worth's kind of a, it's it's a red it's a red city, you know. It's uh, if you consider all the, the most of the major cities are blue, but this one's pretty red. So I'm, yeah, so, I mean, you you ain't really worried about the color of the city. You worry about the color of the state because they going that's what's gonna hammer it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. Oregon, Washington, California. Yeah, they gonna, <laughs> you know, that's what you're worried about. Like, you can have red areas, all that. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. matter of fact, most of my Airbnbs are in blue cities, but they're in red states. The whole left coast is yeah, pretty shutting much down. The whole left coast. You know, they're, they're the other ones. Shit, I got cousins up there. They ain't seen. They ain't been outside since March. <laughs> like I'm dead serious. Like we have, I mean, we have a cousin. Like he, he like, but he's like 100 percent COVID's taking us, taking everybody out because oh. he's like been in this house the whole time, man. Like, they're scared, man. They're scared. Like he literally told me he's only been to the grocery store since. since it. I was like, Damn. since March, he was like, yeah. I was like, dang. And here we are going to Rona weddings and shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, he was like, because he always, he always sends behind me messages like, hey, man, you get your cases are going up down there. We're like, I guess, you know. So. Man, I went to that wedding, like I said, on Friday. And, you know, everybody starts off walking into the wedding with masks and shit, right? Yeah. But after the music starts going, drinks start flowing, man, everybody's out there on the dance floor. It's like, man, I'm like, it's almost like Rona don't exist, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just- Time for some herd immunity, man. Yeah. <laughs> the next morning, I'm like, am I hungover or am I sick? Oh, fuck. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I mean, knock on wood, I feel, I feel good. Wife feels good. So, uh, you know, you can, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's but I, I, yeah, but back to what we were saying, just be very cognizant of the market you're in, especially the state. The state's very important. But then again, I think, you know, with all these, I mean, look at these, these um, vaccines that are coming out, 90% effective, 95% effective, all these, you know, I know they scare. <laughs> yeah. Convenient. Right. But with so many of them coming out with these high effective, you know, rates and stuff, we're fighting the thing that you 99.9%, if you get it, you're, you're going to survive it. So you're adding another 95% of perfection on, uh, protection on top of that. I think, I think we're moving in the right direction. I was on this live uh, the other day. I was on this live, and I think it was like 15,000 people on it, right? And they put up a poll. <laughs> they were like, hey, are you guys going to take any of these vaccines? They put up there. I think 85% said no, and 15% said yes. So I'm like, that's a small population, but I think that gave a kind of a general consensus. Even the people who are like, hey, Rona's bad, and it's out there, and it's taking people out. Even them people, I've talked to some of the people, they like, man, I ain't taking no vaccine. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, if they start forcing vaccines, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I, I, I hear him floating the idea of paying, paying everybody a thousand bucks to go get a shot. You wouldn't do it for a thousand bucks. Hell no. <laughs> a thousand hell no. Anyways, the the young and healthy, they're not going to be able to get one until like next year sometime, mm-hmm. next summer or whatever. They're going to give them to the old people and the people with pre-existing, pre-existing conditions first. CNI. Wow. This email just popped up. Who will be the first to get COVID-19 vaccine in Texas? Dallas County sees dropping cases. <laughs> yeah, bet they do. Um, <laughs> but no, I see when you start testing on the old man, I, I ain't with that, man. Like, come on, dude. Like, I don't know. I, I, like if my parents, I wouldn't want my parents going to get no vaccine. Like, hell no. Let somebody else be the guinea pig for that. <sighs> It's so. a tough deal, man. It's a tough deal. It is. But it's a tough one. It's gonna. It's gonna. Ha- it's gonna get better. It's gonna get yeah, better. Yeah, definitely. So, it is. It so is. Keep keep investing with confidence. I think you know smartly, and um, and you know we'll be sitting pretty at the end. I think that is true. Make sure you buy you some Pfizer and Moderna and uh, the, another. <laughs> hey, another one just hit the market. And I got it on my list. I'll go ahead and actually tell y'all. Uh, these are the stocks I've been buying, man. And uh, if you buy any stocks with um, with COVID vaccines, they. They'll do some good for you. Uh, AstraZeneca. That's the next one. So, that's yeah. the big one right now, I heard. Yeah, that's the one that's coming. Yeah, so I was there on my list. Yeah, you, you ain't going to get the shot. You're going to profit from the shot, though. <laughs> you get the shot, I get paid. <laughs> and everybody gets the shot. You won't catch Rona, right? <laughs> 
Uh, what yeah, about flu this, shots? Do you believe in regular flu shots? Do you ever get those? I don't know. I haven't ever got a flu shot. Okay. You? I've gotten them before. Like, I, like when I do like a re- regular physical, they'll ask me, hey, you want to go ahead and get a flu shot? Uh, yeah. Shit, might as well. I don't go out and search for them, but if I'm already there, yeah, might as well. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was at the – um. I was just there at the uh, – I just had my physical about a few weeks ago, and they asked me. I'm like, nope. <laughs> and then, but she asked me. She goes, do you regularly get them? I was like, no. She was like, oh, you're fine. Okay. Like, yeah, if you don't regularly get them, you're good. Yeah. 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 To each his own. Well, cool, man. It's a good episode. Great episode. I'm, I'm signing up right now for this, um, this, this beautiful company, Host GPO, and let's get some, yeah, get some, get some Arby's going, some arbitrary arbitrizzles. Let's do it. And that is episode 143 of your favorite live let th- favorite Airbnb podcast. You can catch us on Instagram, IG. Uh, we're mainly on IG now. Um, and then you can email us, livelettrive at gmail.com. Call us 469-530-0239. And all that information is below. If you're on YouTube in the description, you can call Steve directly. And uh, yeah, keep living, letting, thriving. Uh, if you're in a red state, expand. If you're a, in a blue state, watch your shit. <laughs> oh, smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Bam. Hit the subscribe button. We drop gems every day. And uh, yeah, thank y'all for continuing to listen to us, man. 100 some episodes. We almost to 200. Thank you. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.